I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 89. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. Setting your mind on good thoughts, on, a, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, true biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. In fact, William Shakespeare wrote, Make not your thoughts your prisons. You know, sometimes I've noticed that my own thoughts can be prison-like. They can be limiting. If I'm paying attention, I'll notice some negative thoughts that are just kind of running around in my minds and limiting and um, influencing my life. So we want to be set free. And today's thought from above is definitely one that has set me free. It's one that Dallas Willard used to say many times, you are an unceasing spiritual being with an eternal destiny in God's great universe. I'm very excited to share the news that one of my books, Room of Marvels, is being republished by InterVarsity Press. Room of Marvels is a book I wrote in the early 2000s, and it was published in 2004, and it is one of my favorite books that I've written. Sometimes people ask me, Jim, of all the books you've written, which one is your favorite? Which is a little like asking you know, somebody, hey, which is your favorite child? I mean, there is no one favorite, but I can say that Room of Marvels, whose subtitle is a story about heaven that heals the heart, has a really special place in my heart. For those who don't know anything about the book Room of Marvels, it's a work of fiction. In fact, it's my only fiction book. And I didn't set out to write this book. In a sense, it wrote itself through me. Let me explain. In 1997, my dear friend Rich Mullins died. And in the spring of 1998, just six months later, Our daughter, Madeline, died. And then, two years later, my mother died. So, in three years, I had buried a dear friend, a child, and my mom. And I was pretty devastated. And then one day, um, I'd gotten home from work. It was late in the afternoon, like 4 o'clock. And I was just having a time of prayer and solitude. And during this time of prayer, I was reading the scriptures I just paused and I saw in my mind this place and it was just really beautiful. It was, it was like a dream happening in my mind. And so I started journaling about this place and I kept writing about it uh, because as I was describing this place, uh, this, this feeling of peace was coming over me for the first time in years. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't have a name for this practice, uh, but it just kept showing up every day four or five o'clock in the afternoon when I get home from work, I would just, you know, sit down with my journal and I would just go, okay, let's go back to this place. And I just kept writing about it. I could see it in my mind. I didn't tell anybody about this. At that time, it was just a private journaling practice. Why would I tell somebody? Um, Not even Megan, not even my wife. I just kept writing day after day. And then one day as I'm writing about this place, a person appeared. And I ended up having this dialogue. It was like that person was, like a movie was playing in my mind. And the person I was speaking with was 
well, I won't spoil it, but it was a person who had died years earlier. And after this conversation with this person, I began to suspect that uh, I was maybe speaking to someone from heaven. So again, privately, I just kept every day going back to this place and just saying, where's this going to go? And new people began to appear. And one by one, these people who had graduated to glory were dialoguing with me and telling me things that were just really healing to my heart. I imagine you can fill in the blanks about the kind of people or the specific people I met along the way. Well, after I finished writing it, all by hand, by the way, I decided I think I need to probably need to tell Megan about it. So I, I told her about it and I hand her to these, you know, handwritten copies. I said, would you like to read this? And she did. And she cried and she was moved. And my dad was actually alive at the time and he had the same experience. He was happy to read it and he read it. And, and afterwards he was also really moved by it. And, uh, but you know, they're my family members. So I had no idea if it was, you know, of any value to anybody else, but I thought, well, I'll see. And so I, I typed it up and I sent it to my agent, Kathy Helmers, and she read it in like a day. And she called me, said, Jim, this is a wonderful book. It's going to really help a lot of people who are grieving. Anybody who's grieving the loss of someone that they love, I think they would be helped by this. You need to publish this. So I did. We, we began pursuing, uh, finding a person to publish it, a group, and we did. And we're so excited for that. And then uh, I asked Dallas Willard to write the foreword, and, uh, and he did. And it's just really beautiful. In fact, let me read a few words from his foreword that just were so moving. Dallas writes, Of all the tests that fray the confidence and nerves of Christians, the most difficult to bear is undoubtedly the death of loved ones. A legitimate part of the pain is simply the parting. As we Christians know, or at least have heard, the glorious words of Christ and his people about their future life in the presence of God. But frankly, few of us actually believe them. To really believe them would be to rejoice in the midst of our parting sorrows over the indescribably greater well-being of our loved one who's moved further up and further into the greatness of God and his world. It's the assurance of the continuity of our lives under God and in this universe with him that liberates us from the sorrow of those who have no hope. And it is precisely on this point that James Bryan Smith's wonderful story helps us. So, well, thank you, Dallas, for those words. They mean even more today than when he wrote them. Room of Marvels has been uh, in print since it was published in 2004, but I'm excited to let you guys know that this very week, a new expanded edition has been released. And the new edition contains a new afterword from me that explains some of the inner meanings of the book, as well as some of my reflections on those meanings as time has passed. It also includes two new study guides that can be used by individuals or groups. One of the guides is a short one that can be used as a single book club kind of study, and the other one goes much deeper with 31 reflection questions. If you're looking for a book for you and especially for your book club or to use with a group in a church or small group, uh, this book just might fill that need. And I have some other great news today. This week it's being offered to you, the listeners of this podcast, at a special discount price. 
through the publisher, which is InterVarsity Press. So here's the deal. You can get the book at 30% off and free U.S. shipping. All you have to do is go to www.ivpress.com forward slash room dash of dash marvels. So it's room of marvels. And when you're there, you'll need the code, which is room 30. And this discount deal is going to be around for a few weeks, but you definitely want to get in and do that. You can find all of this information also at apprenticeinstitute.org, and it's under the resources tab. So just go to apprenticeinstitute.org, resources tab. You'll find information about Room of Marvels and the discount and other great resources. But I am so glad that they're offering this discount, and I'm just so glad the book's being uh, republished with this, whole, this new material. I'm really excited. On a serious note, let me conclude with this. Uh, Death is, as Dallas wrote, the great test of our faith. But as Christ followers, we have something that can heal our weary, shattered hearts. Hope. The central verse that guided this book and provides this kind of confidence comes from 1 Thessalonians 4.13, where Paul writes, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Look, we grieve. When we lose people, we grieve, to be sure. And and none of us just gets over it. You know, people say, oh, you need to get over it. That's nonsense. We don't. But we grieve differently as Christians. We grieve with hope. And hope, as I've defined on this podcast many times, is certainty in a good future, not wishful thinking. Jesus said, I prepared a place for you. He promised we would not taste death. He said, we will be with him in paradise. And he said, we would reign with him forever and ever. And because of what Jesus said, that and that alone is the reason that I have confidence that we are all unceasing spiritual beings with an eternal destiny in God's great universe. And that, my friends, is one powerful thought from above. Say that one today. I am an unceasing spiritual being with an eternal destiny in God's great universe. I hope you'll join me next time for episode 90, which is a Things Above conversation with the great Emily P. Freeman. I am so excited to have Emily back on the podcast. She is a fantastic writer. And just so great to, uh, to talk to, to have her back on the podcast is exciting in itself. But we're also going to have some exciting news that you're not going to want to miss hearing about next time. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope is that one day, if you're asked, What's on your mind? Your answer will be things above.